Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of Frank's World. As per usual, I will remind you that there are accompanying articles on behind-it-science.glitch.me, where we look into the science behind the nature presented in the episodes. But other than that, I hope you enjoy listening. Here's a quick recap from last episode. Frank, Lisa, and Steve went to Kangaroo Islands in Australia to gather items for Mother Nature. The trip went successfully. However, a conflict arose between Lisa and Frank, leading to an outburst. Frank tried to apologize, but she explained why she couldn't accept, and now he feels really bad. Okay, here's the episode. The phone rang, and Frank went to pick it up. It was Agent Everett. Hello, he said when the call went through. Hi, Frank, she responded. Our letter came in, so it's time to come on over to the office for our meeting. It's starting at four. Frank hesitated. Uh, okay, he finally said. See you soon, she replied as she hung up the phone. He walked over to to his couch and looked out the window at the cold, dreary day. He wanted nothing less than to go into his meeting right now. He wanted to stay in his house forever and never leave. His presence in the world was simply too much of a burden. He considered calling back Agent Everett, telling her he was actually sick and couldn't make it, or his car broke down on the way there. No, he thought, they need me. But then he realized that they didn't need him. In fact, they'd be better off without him, surely. All he did was cause harm, and they couldn't be an effective team with so much tension between them at all times. He rolled his eyes. He would never be a good person. He never was a good person. A good person doesn't have to work so hard at being a good person. Lisa and Steve were good people. They didn't deserve to have their team impeded on. He felt a large urge. He felt a large urge to go to his bed and get under his covers and fall asleep, simply ignoring the needs of the team. Maybe they'd be able to find a replacement member, or maybe they'd realize that they don't even need a third member. Whatever, that was for them to figure out. But he figured that he w- that that would make him even less of a good person. He figured he did have a duty to save the world, or whatever. He picked himself up and got ready to go. He knew deep down that he couldn't fail them, and that he would never be able to forgive himself if he gave up on this. When he arrived at the parking lot of the office, he waited in his car for a little bit. He knew he should go in, but he didn't have the courage yet. How could he face Lisa? Agent Everett? All he could do was stall. Finally, when he really couldn't stall anymore, he forced himself up. He walked through the building to the meeting room, eyes on the floor. When he got inside, the rest of them were already seated. He grabbed a seat in the very back and stayed as quiet as possible. He was back to where he started. All of his progress was for nothing. He just kept his eyes glued to the floor as much as possible. It was a nightmare, and he and he wanted to leave as quickly as possible, but he couldn't. He was there now, and he had to do this. All right. Now that everyone's here, let's get started, said Agent Everett, pacing. She did her usual routine of reading the letter out loud. You will be going to Glacier National Park. There you will have to figure out my riddles and act accordingly. 1. To find the answers you seek, go to a place where you can sneak. Pass swiftly through its rugged halls and listen closely for all the calls. 2. To complete this quest, you will need to find a creature with a, with a certain kind of speed. Look not in the air, nor in the trees. Simply look down beneath you with ease. 3. You've been on a journey, as I have asked. Now you must find the thing that has been masked. Not everything is how it may appear. Think hard, and the answer will be clear. Does that sound good to you guys? Riddles? asked Steve. Yep, I hope they're not too tough, she replied. You guys have got this. Now, I have it all planned out. The trip is close enough to drive, so I figured... 
I'll just have you guys do that this time. You can all drive separately. It's about a two-hour trip. Any questions? This seemed like the time it was being opened up to more discussion, but Frank said nothing. Neither did Steve. Lisa shook her head silently. The tension in the room was real. Okay. Well, good. Are you guys excited? It was clear Agent Everett was trying to bring more energy into the room. It was failing. The only one to respond was Steve with the lackluster, yeah. She sighed, defeated. Are you guys really tired or something? Because if so, you better get that energy up by tomorrow. We're going to need excitement and brain power. Yeah, responded Lisa. We're just tired. This was a lie and Lisa knew it, but she didn't want to make an awkward situation even more awkward. Okay, well, get going home and get some sleep, do a workout, whatever it is you gotta do. We've got the world to save, said Agent Everett in response, and Lisa and Steve got up to leave. Frank stayed put exactly where he was sitting. Frank, you awake over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm awake. Agent Everett, can I talk to you, he said. She looked over at him and realized that his dreary nature was more than just exhaustion. Quickly, her tone of voice shifted. What's the matter, Frank? Is everything all right? He nodded yes, paused, then shook his head no. Mess it all up, he said. Mess what up, she replied, pulling a chair across from him. You know how I was trying to become a better person, to control my anger and work on my friendships? Yeah? I failed. I let my anger get the best of me. I lashed out at Lisa over at Kangaroo Island. That's why she's upset. What happened? Tell me. Nothing. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that I said things I regret, and now we'll never be friends. I can't even look them in the eye, especially Lisa. Agent Everett looked at him deeply and intently, with a sad, sweet look in her eye. You can be their friends. You just have to apologize. I did, on the plane. She didn't forgive me. Said it happened too many times, and she couldn't keep letting it slide. I'm the worst, he said, beginning to crumple. She kept looking at him with the same look before snapping out of it and becoming assertive once again. Frank, you've got to stop telling yourself that you're the worst. It's not helping anyone, including yourself. If you keep telling yourself you're the worst, you're going to be the worst. He brushed off what she was saying, shaking his head. You know, I almost didn't come to the meeting today. Almost told you that I was sick or that I was outright leaving the team. My first instinct was to lie or to quit. But you didn't. You didn't. You showed up. That's what counts. Yeah, he said in a, in a sarcastic tone, clearly not buying it. Agent Everett knew that and decided to keep pushing. Listen, Lisa's mad right now, and she has every right to be. But my guess is she won't stay mad forever, especially if you prove yourself. And Frank, 99% of the time, you're a great guy. People like you. You're kind and helpful and smart. It's just those few times where your anger takes control that get in the way. That's an easy thing to work on. I'm sure if you're able to control that better, your relationships won't be ruined. He nodded sincerely. Thank you. As always, it's nice being able to talk to you. She blushed a little bit and smiled. He got up, waved goodbye, and left. The next day, it was time for the trip. Frank was very relieved to be driving separately and not stuck on another awkward plane ride, although he did kind of miss the plane rides from when they were good. It was so fun to play games and have random conversations and laugh over ridiculous things. Oh well. He's, he now sat, driving in silence. After a few hours, he arrived at Glacier National Park. Steve was already there, and Lisa not too far behind. They walked in and reveled at its beauty, silently, into oneself. Okay, said Lisa eventually. Can I see the list of riddles? Steve nodded and handed them to her. She then read them to herself. 
Okay, we can do this. Let's get started. Oh, Frank said, not meaning for it to come out, but then he just carried on. I kind of don't think we should work together. Lisa looked a little taken aback. Is there an issue, Frank? She asked. I don't have an issue, he responded. I just don't think it's a good idea. There's just too much stuff. We'd be more effective on our own, I think. She let out a sigh. She didn't know what to do anymore, so she just gave in. All right, let's each take one riddle then, and then meet up here when we're done. I'll take the first one. I'll take the second, Steve said, and I'll have the third, finished Frank. They all gave each other one last look before going off in different directions. Frank thought about his assigned riddle. You've been on a journey, as I have asked. Now you must find the thing that has been masked. Not everything is how it may appear. Think hard, and the answer will be clear. It didn't seem too hard. He just had to find something masked. But the second part was throwing him off. Not everything is how it might appear. He didn't like the sound of that. He began by just looking all around, trying to find anything that could be considered masked. He wove through trees and meadows. A realization then came into his head as he was doing this. Maybe the masked thing was a person. The wording of masked seemed like it was more describing a human being rather than anything he could find in nature, and not everything was, at it se was as it seemed. Maybe someone was wearing a figurative mask, or maybe the mask wasn't very noticeable. He started heading towards anywhere where he could find other people. Checkpoints on the trails, park rangers' offices, even the gift shop, but he couldn't piece it together. He looked all around the visitor center for anything that could be considered masked, but was left stumped. Nothing at all resembled a mask. His frustration was growing. He got tired quickly and wanted it to be over with. He searched in books, pictures, and figurines. What was the answer? Finally, he gave up on the idea that it would be in there. He was getting nowhere, so he walked back outside. He looked across the great lakes and mountains. This really was a beautiful place. He wished he could enjoy it more. But right now, his growing stress and agitation was getting in the way. He kept doing what he already had been doing, just walking around, looking for anything that could be a possibility. How would he even know when he found it? This was hard. But then he started thinking about the wording of the riddle once more. Mother Nature had said to think hard. He was going about it all wrong. It wasn't something that he would just spot and immediately know. He took several deep breaths, trying to calm himself down. He wondered if the others were having any, any luck. He thought hard about the word masked and about anything that could be considered masked. Is the ant being covered by the leaf not masked? Are the meadows being shielded by the mountains not masked? Almost anything could be considered masked if you look at it in the right way. He came across a bench and decided to sit down and take a break. His mind was very confused and very tired. He tried to take a mental break from the whole situation, but as a, re as a result of that, it led to the other bad situation, the Lisa and Steve situation, which he hadn't been able to get out of his head for so long. He tried to stray his mind away from there too, but he couldn't help it. He became sad again, thinking about Lisa's face when, she when he yelled at her, thinking about Steve's awkward position, and thinking about how he failed Agent Everett, even though she said he didn't. He now just wanted to go back home, to his cocoon, and never come out of it again. Frank, what's going on? asked a familiar voice. Frank recognized it as Steve, walking from around the corner. His face got red with embarrassment. Nothing, he said. I'm fine, just taking a break. He hoped desperately that Steve would accept this answer and keep on his way, but he instead sat down next to him. Frank hated this, but didn't show it. I don't think that's true, man, he said. Frank had to try desperately to not roll his eyes at this. 
He didn't want a pep talk. The last thing he wanted was a pep talk, and he knew that it was coming. But he supposed he shouldn't be a jerk about it, so he waited to see what Steve had to say. You weren't giving the face of exhaustion. You were giving the face of something bigger, something sadder than that, he prattled on. I know you and Lisa are going through a bit of a rough patch, and I don't know if it's the, if that's the thing that's getting to you, but it sure seems like it. Frank continued to sit in silence. Steve tried harder to get through to him. We all do things we regret. You had a bad moment. It was a bad moment for her, too. And your emotions got the best of you, and things happened. I just, I hate to see this tearing you down. Still, nothing from Frank. I just want you to know that I've been where you are, and that, well, I'm here for you. I'm not picking sides in this fight. You don't have to feel like there's any kind of animosity towards us. It's not a fight, said Frank softly, finally speaking up. I'm not fighting her. I know, but still, I'm a neutral party in this whole thing. I'm here for both of you, and I mostly want this whole thing to just blow over. Frank paused before saying, Are you sure you're a neutral party? Because it seems to me like you have a side here, and it's not mine. You and Lisa are the friends. I mean, that's because she chooses to be friends with me. She never stopped talking to me. You're the only one who did. Listen, I promise you that I'm not secretly siding with her just because we talk more. I'm just as here for you as I am for her, and I'll be willing to talk to you whenever you want to. Frank stopped arguing and nodded. I don't hate you, Frank. You shouldn't hate yourself, he said. Then he patted Frank on the back and got up and left when it was clear Frank wasn't responding. Frank continued to sit there a little while longer. While it seemed like he didn't appreciate Steve's words, he found that he actually did. It was nice knowing that at least he and Steve were fine. Maybe the team wasn't ruined after all. A new sense of energy and motivation came over him, so he got up to finish what he started. It was a lovely day in Glacier National Park. He was all calmed down now, and instead of getting super stressed out, he decided to just enjoy it and see what he could find. He took a multitude of hiking trails and explored as much as he could. He even saw a herd of buffalo nearby, and he smiled in amazement. Wait a second. Buffalo. Mother Nature had told him to find something that was masked. Another word for mask was hide. Buffalo have hides. His mouth flung open in shock. Was this the answer? It could be very much completely wrong, but he felt assured all of a sudden that he was right. Not everything is as it appears. Think hard, and the answer will be clear. Yes, he thought. This must be the answer. He approached the buffalo as close as he could and admired them for a while. Then he started heading back to the entrance to meet up with the rest of his team. Steve flashed him a smile when he walked up. Lisa looked like she was going to, but then stopped herself. All done? Steve asked. Yep. What was your answer? Buffalo, Steve let out a laugh. Get this, mine was a fish, and Lisa's was a cave with bats. How'd you know? Frank asked. We just kind of felt it, Steve replied. Yeah, same for me. Well, yay, we're done. Let's go home. It was clear Steve was the bridge here. He spoke up so no one else had to, although he really hoped that trend wouldn't last long. They each got into their individual cars and left. It was a peaceful drive home. The sun was setting, and Frank looked out at it looked out at it with a sense of relaxation and admiration. He was glad to know that he could still be on the team and they still could be successful. He was also glad to know that no one really hated him, and maybe he had over-exaggerated a little bit. Things were far from perfect, but they also were far from drastic, and for now, that was enough.
Well, that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. The Frank's World Instagram is at franksworldpod. And as I mentioned earlier, the website with the articles is behind-it-science.glitch.me. Thank you for listening.